Hello listeners, welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and Kyle Gregg. Thanks for coming back guys, um, we're here for episode 2 and we're, as always we're going to be talking about some Scottish running news, some international running news, uh, as well as our own training and this week we're going to have a chat about balancing work and running. Fantastic. Okay, so Tom, how's your week been? My week's been pretty good. So I was in Mallorca last week. I went uh, cycling with a couple of mates as part of my post-London uh, recovery slash uh, non-running period, which was good. Um, what I will say about Mallorca is it's a great place to cycle. We had a really good time. We did some great miles. Um, but the other thing is, and I know this is a running podcast, not a cycling podcast, but what I will say is runners are solid on bikes. I mean... You, Kyle, you obviously, you do, you've do you done a fair bit of cycling and you've done well and had, I think, did you not have a king in a mountain on Strava and Cairn a mountain or something at some point? Well, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I had a Cairn um, a mountain. I had a com up Cairn a mountain. Looking at the Strava segment, I think it, the, the com wasn't to the top. Okay. Um, the actual com said uh, race to the, 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 race you to the toilet. Um, <laughs> that was the com I had at Cairn a mountain. Um, so but, the actual official climb on is, Strava, is someone else. I never had the con. But I what? Had second, so I was a bit disappointed. It sounded so shitty. Well, um, I mean, but you're still featured, and that's what I'm getting to. Is so we went, we did a lot of riding. One of the days we rode, we'd rode Sacalabra, which is a famous climb on Mallorca. It's probably one of the most stunning bits of tarmac I've ever seen. Absolutely beautiful switchbacks all the way down to the, the coast. And it's a road to nowhere, so you have you ride down to this little town and the only way is back up. Now, coming up... Now, I've not been on a bike in eight or nine months, but I have come off marathon training. And I was cruising past people who... Guys who look like solid cyclists. I mean, obviously, you can't judge a book by its cover, but I'm just flabbergasted that guys who... They've got all the gear, all the carbon, everything, and some guy who's not been on a bike in a while who's just runner is going up it and it's I think it's the aerobic fitness you know what I mean that there's that we've got you've got a good set of lungs on you solid legs so particularly when you're climbing and you're a bit lighter from being a runner that it benefits you so I was um yeah so I'm rambling a bit about cycling but I had a great trip um some good rides I think it's probably quite good for the fitness as well and um yeah I actually didn't run for a full week which is the first time I've I think I've done that in years when I've not been injured, which was a bit cool. So, um, yeah, so no, we had a great trip. Got back on Monday. We did uh, about 350 miles over five days. And Ouch. then, um, yeah, back to it today, though. A cheeky double double run today. So, yeah, back oh, on yeah. it, which is good. How about you, Kyle? What have you been up to? Well, not as epic as yours. Uh, obviously, my my um, last week was just full of recovery. Um I did do quite a lot of... I actually started doing some cycling as well. Um, probably go back to what you just spoke about, um, you know, how the how the cycling benefits your running. Um, certainly, I find doing a lot of hill climbs on the bike helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but I, I, I don't know. I, I find cycling up a hill is almost similar to running mm-hmm. in, a, in, in respect because you're standing up... You, yeah. Well, most of the time I'm standing up off the bike I'm never sitting down up a hill um, I just find it's um, it just you, re- you can really get your heart rate higher much higher than you can in the flat um, so perhaps there's a belief you know about both 
the running aerobic fitness and the cycling, you know, the running aerobic fitness that we have, yeah, is transferred into the hills on the bike when you're going up. So yeah, uh, now I've I've been starting to incorporate some more cycling into my training, um, and I think that's helped a lot. So what have I done in the last week? Uh, other than yeah, so I started off on the Monday, um, a couple of days after running the Highland Fling, uh, just a couple of easy runs. Um, I did a session on Wednesday, um, just on the treadmill, and just did like a 30-minute steady run on the treadmill and just put the incline up, and yeah, it felt quite good. Uh, the only thing really is my left toe, my small middle toe, I've got no toenail left, and it's absolutely agony. Um, oh well, certainly last week it was. Um, but it's, yeah, it seems to be healing well now. Um, I think do you I've, lose? Do you typically lose toenails after a, a marathon or an ultra? Because I honestly, uh, mine drop well, like good, flies after a marathon. Good point. Um, I'm just gonna take my. I've actually got no idea how many toenails I've got left. This is a great feature. How uh, many toenails do you have at the moment? Uh, I'm I'm now two one, just over two weeks after a marathon. I'm sitting here with six toenails. Six toenails. I think I've got about five. Oh, you beat me there. I've got no. I've got half. A, if you count half, half toenails. So I've got. I think we should two probably. Toes, I've got half toenails, so that's one one nail, one full nail. So probably about five toenails left. This is terrible. This is a terrible way to open the show. <laughs> right, get well, we'll what other what show notes. what running um, have you been so doing? Yeah, easy running, easy running for, until Friday. Saturday I did a long ride. Um, I actually went out. Debbie invited me out for a ride, um, a cycling ride. That is. Uh, for about two hours, it was only it was only meant to be two hours, so I thought oh, I'll do it'll be a good fat burning cycle. Uh, so I had no breakfast. It was a lovely day, um, but unbeknown to me, she invited um, a top time trial cyclist, uh, oh, yeah. John Entwistle. Yeah, look him up. He's he's epic on the bike. Um, so by that point, I thought, oh god, this is going to turn into be a a real um, a real hard effort for two hours. Um, so we get we get to almost to Ballot and they all said, Kyle, I know you only want to do two hours. Do you fancy do you fancy cycling to the left? And by that point, I was nice. like, well, that's going to be more than two hours. Um, so I ended up being out for just under four hours of of cycling, which well, I had no no water, no no gels, no nothing. Um, the, the the upside of that was we went to two cafes and so I had two cakes. Nice. Um, remember when we went to the left, that cafe there? Yeah, Good Brands, is it called? Yeah, we yeah. went there and I ordered myself a carrot cake. Very nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was buzzing after that tailwind <laughs> on the way home. And yeah, just that was it really. Um, and on Sunday, I decided to do a test, do a 4 by 15 minute run, just undulating trails um, with one of the Scottish International Hill Runners, James Espy. Oh, yeah, Debbie nice. also came up, but she was just um, yeah, she was just taking it easy after her Friday antics um, at the Scottish National Five K Champs. Very good. So that is an excellent segue into running news. Then, so should we open up with the Scottish Five K Champs, which was on Friday night last week at the Silver Nose on the Prom in Edinburgh, um, the Self Transcendence Five K, and the National uh, yeah the National Champs. Yeah, it was um, some pretty cool, pretty good results from the 
Metro guys, um, again, sorry to be biased to, to Metro, um, but yeah, we had in the male side, we had Craig Beatty. He ran mm-hmm. 16.54, so I think he got a personal best, didn't he, Tom? I think it's close enough. Um, I think it's, I would have expected him to go a little bit quicker, to be honest. Uh, you know, Craig has run that time in a park run recently, so you would have thought okay. on a nice night at Edinburgh, and when you look at the results, there's PBs are galore in there, so uh, yeah, great to see him sub seventeen. But you know, there's I had I was looking at the results earlier, and there are um, it's something like there's a huge number. The number of guys, let me, I've got them just here actually. Yeah, over a hundred guys went sub seventeen minutes, or a hundred people, sorry, went sub seventeen minutes, which is pretty impressive. Um, there's a good standard there. Yeah, that's sorry, I haven't gone on to the female results yet, but just touching on that point. Um, the English National Five Kilometre Championships were held recently as well, mm-hmm. um, and I think the stats of the res- the stats actually show um, that the Scottish the depth in the Scottish field was very similar to the depth in the English field. Oh wow! Uh, so that's really that's promising for Scottish Scottish athletics. Yeah. And the so, runners here as well, so that's great to hear. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so yeah, the- just moving on. I know we haven't spoke to the, spoke about the top. The, the top results um, overall yet but Kaylee Jarrett ran she was the first Metro Aberdeen member home and female in 17 minutes and 30 uh, followed closely by Claire Bruce I think 20 seconds behind yeah um, and my wife was running as well sorry Debbie but I'm going to have to mention you um, you had an absolute disaster um, she shouldn't have done the bloody race she was told not to by myself and our coach Lewis and she still did it um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I don't even think she wants me to tell her what her ti- tell everyone what her time is but yeah feel free to have a have a look and um, yeah tell her for not doing it you can't be doing it when you're ill um, well you I, she, she can't get me in trouble so I can say it, it was 1820 someone I think 1820 yeah yeah um, sorry so yeah, she's, she's done she was she should have been punching for a sub 18 um uh, but yeah, for yeah sure. just a lot of different things resulted in, in a no show for for Debbie. But um, just to touch and, back uh, on the just to touch back on the the other you know northeast so the Metro girls obviously, I think that's a really good run from Kaylee. That's a, a PB, uh, which you know it's, I think she ran thirty six mid thirty sixes on a ten k recently. So that's a good run from her PB according to Power of Ten, and yeah. you know Claire we mentioned Claire Bruce last week who having. Uh, featured, I think she won the Balmoral 10k. She's coming back from you know some injuries, so it's great to see her running. I think that was a PB for her as well, actually. Um, yeah, probably. You yeah, know, so great. good things to come from her. Um, on the Metro men's side, we had Steve Buckin was running post London. I think he had a solid run. Um, you mentioned uh, Craig Beatty, and then we had uh, Rankin Lascelles as well. So uh, strong, you know, strong turnout from the club. There was a um, Think a couple think of David, David McLennan, did he not get a PB as well? Uh, Gav McLennan got a PB. Gav, yep, sorry Gav. <laughs> good run from Gav, almost sub-19. Um, so yes, it was good. But uh, if we're going to talk about the North East and the North of Scotland, I think we really need to talk about the senior women's, uh, uh, the sort of top three in the race, actually. Yeah, so Annabelle Simpson was first in 16.26. Yeah, uh, followed closely by Jenny Bannerman from Inverness. Again, she's getting, 
you know, this is our second second episode and the second mention. So well done, Jenny. You're representing the North very well just now. And third place was Joe Williams, 1657. The men's side, uh, we had Lachlan Oaks. Oaks, sorry, Lachlan Oates. Uh, in 1437, Logan Reese uh, from Fife in 1438, and Michael Christophero. Uh, I think he's from Edinburgh. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, Edinburgh I think. Uni? Yes, yeah, he's. Uh, he was, yeah, he's. He runs for. I mean, he's one of these guys with quite a few clubs strapped on, but he's uh, on his power ten. Enfield and Haringey, Birmingham Uni, and Edinburgh AC. So I assume he was representing Edinburgh AC on the weekend. So. Um, yeah. A season best for him, Logan Reese. He's under twenty three, PB for him, which is really impressive. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a real um, a, a real good runner. I think the whole family of of Reese Reeses are um, doing really well just now. I see his brother, uh, his brother. So Tristan Reese, under Logan, twenty. Tristan and I think Helena Helena Reese is, is she right. related to? Yeah, um, I think possibly. I they are. Um, but Tristan Reese sure. is under twenty, and he ran fifteen thirty. You know that's oh, wow, really that's, impressive that's, for an under twenty. I mean, yeah. remember the name. Uh, but yeah. what what strikes me actually looking at this, looking at the results, um, some of the young guys. I mean, Callum Simmons, you know, and a local guy, fifteen oh seven. He's under twenty three. Jack Leach, Edinburgh Uni, fifteen oh eight. He's under twenty three, uh, under twenty in fact. And then you've got Jamie McKinnon, Canvas Lang, who was seventeenth and fifteen twenty two under twenty. Alex Carcass, Edinburgh Uni, was under twenty again, fifteen twenty four. So. You've got six guys under twenty three in the top eighteen, all under fifteen thirty. I mean, really, uh, really impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. I, I'm sure there's a couple of under seventeens who, who, um, who hit a fifteen wow. minute. Wow. Yeah, you're right. As well. uh, yeah, what the hell? You're right. Yeah, Andrew Rowland, fifteen twenty seven, under seventeen. Cam- Cameron Watson, under seventeen, fifteen thirty seven. So, yeah, I mean, real, uh, really strong bright future for Scott, Scottish running coming through which is good to see yeah it's awesome to get a 15 minute at that age is really good yeah so um, really um, and probably and that, the standout the standout performance for me um, you know was uh, and, and it, Debbie's one was a standout disappointment disappointment for me but that's me being biased she's going to kill me for saying this but hey ho uh, James Wilson Kenny Wilson's brother mm-hmm. um, he He's been smashing workouts um, at the moment, and he was certainly due a PB. I think he was hitting for a sub sixteen minute five k, um, and he smashed it. I think he got fifteen forty one. Yeah, and um, he's another so under twenty three. Yeah, and he he's obviously a North athlete, so we're we're a little bit biased there, but yeah, um, yeah brilliant result for James. Um, he's been working training with his brother. Uh, I think he's been doing. 800 meters while while Kenny does the full the full uh, 1600 meters but mm-hmm. yeah just James just stick with your brother and make sure that you beat him when he gets a little bit older and tired um, when he starts doing some ultra running yeah definitely one to watch yeah definitely so I mean in okay. terms of the teams then so uh, the men's result was HPT one which is uh, which is if I'm honest a bit of a surprise that HPT for me haven't there's not been a huge number of them featuring this season at the cross country, but to be fair, you, you know Tom Martin was running, Murray Strain um, was running, Jonathan Crickmore taking them home in the third place. So, so yeah, so a strong, actually quite a strong turnout from them. 
Christophin were in second, and then in third was Fife. And on the women's side, Edinburgh Uni won, which is what we predicted, but albeit not with the two athletes we predicted. Um, Fife were second, and then Edinburgh AC were third, which, interestingly enough, is the same top three in the same order that was last year, which is quite telling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a fun fact for you listeners out there. But I tell you what, Edinburgh University women's team are an absolute powerhouse of Scottish athletics at the moment. Yeah, they've got so many talented runners just now. Um, I think, well, Rona Auckland, she was running for Edinburgh for a while, wasn't she? She, wa- uh, she was, yeah. Yeah, um, she was. and Anna McFadden. Yeah, North Runner. Uh, again, a GB International. Um, so, yeah, a, a real depth, and certainly in the, in the female running side. Uh, who's the coach? Is it not, uh, God, what's his name? John Lees, is it? Pass. John Lees. I couldn't tell you. No, anyway. So anyway, so other res- so what else we race we're talking about? Well, I think what we need to move on to is uh, who is already a favourite and a hero of the podcast. Old man Dave was at it again. Oh, old man Dave. God, I'm gonna get done for discrimination or something in this podcast. It's gonna get banned from iTunes. Sorry, think... Dave. You, you you know you know we're we're jokers. Um, but yeah, he's shown ages no no limit to winning races. Um. The Glen Lion Ultra. Uh, so this race is a 31 mile long. Um, it starts and finishes in front of the dam at Glen Lion. Um, and yeah, he he won the race by, God, I think he won it by about 20 minutes or so, looking at the results. Um, and this is a week after he's um, just come um, third. Third is vet. It first vet? Was he first uh, vet? I think he's third, third vet. Third and vet. The na- national um, Chancellor. At, yeah, at the Highland Fling the week before this race. So, yeah, congratulations, Dave. Um, hopefully, we'll get you in the podcast to yeah. learn your secrets um, at that ripe old age of forty uh, something. I think it's a it's a no brainer to get Dave on the podcast. A no brainer if, if he if he, he's got a fantastic voice for the podcast. If he wants to get um, on the podcast, I mean, well, the, you know, the success well, you're seeing at the moment, he must have offers pouring in. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So we might have to wait a few weeks, but yeah, we can so, we can cross our fingers. So that was a, that was a good performance from him. And then um, there was a there was a, a Italian trail race, an ultra race that you were wanting to talk about. Yes. Um, so Ross Gollan again. Um, he he's been he's a rising star in, in the trail running scene at the moment, the hill running scene. Um, he's a North athlete from. Uh, Ferzo, I think he's up, up that neck of the no, uh, is it East Sutherland? I think he used to run for. Um, but yeah, he's he's absolutely smashing it just now. Um, he's been doing a few different types of races. He, he's great in the cross country. He, he can run road. I don't know what his times are for the road, but I assume he, if he gets you know, a good half marathon, he would he would run pretty pretty quick. Certainly under seventy minutes. Um, but yeah, on the, on the hills at the moment, he's absolutely flying. Uh, he did the. Vesuvio Sky Marathon, uh, 21k trail del Vesuvio, it's called, um, and yeah, he, according to his coach, um, he this is a, a breakthrough moment for him as well. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully again, it might be good mm. to get somebody like him on the show to just chat about his training. Um, he obviously does a lot of running on the hills, um, specific to what uh, he. You know, what what he what he races in as well. I think that's quite an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people tend to 
forget that they need to train in the the course um, that they're going to or the the type of course that they're going to be racing on. Um, it's something that I've in in, in you know, certainly in, at the Highland Fling. Um, there were certain parts of that course that I hadn't done any training on uh, in the technical sections. But if I had training on, if I had trained on them, I, I might have um, you know ran a little bit quicker. So well, it's a good um, lesson just, for for everyone. I mean, and he, obviously a breakthrough moment from him, and definitely a name to watch. Absolutely. Moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I guess that's the the sort of races across Scotland. Really, um, I suppose the next one was a is a. A big one uh, for Scotland running, where we had a Scottish team over in in Denmark for the Lily Belt Half Marathon, which is a, a a half marathon that Scotland tend to send a team to every year. Um, I'm not quite I'm not quite sure why, but they do they have them for a long time. England had a team in as well, and uh, and yeah, so obviously Kenny Wilson running, a uh, friend of the podcast, and Fiona Bryan, my own wife, was running. So. Uh, so yeah, so really, uh, quite an interest for the show that that race. Oh, totally. Well, I mean, if if uh, Fiona's next to you, you could maybe try and see if we can get a little Q and A with her. Or is she eating her dinner again? Yeah, no, she uh, she Fiona's available for a Q and A. I mean, if we start with the men's race, because so I actually, yeah, I took you know, being the devoted husband that I am, I took time out of cycling in Mallorca to go into a cafe, plug in and watch the, uh, get onto the Wi Fi, which was great, and watch the race and. Two things before I go into the race. What I'll say is, kudos to the Lily Belt Half Marathon. They've got a live stream of the race, which was really good quality. You've got a bike in front of the lead, the leading men's pack and the lead women filming them. You've got five k splits coming up. You know, it had a real international feel to it. You know, you might as well have been watching the London Marathon in terms of the the quality of it. It was streamed oh, online it, only, yeah, and you it think like it was on TV. Absolutely, yeah, and you think that's they should be doing more of this. I'm really surprised that, for example, great runs. These are big events. You pay a lot of money to enter them. There's usually a big field there, and it's this is the type of thing they should be doing and making athletics more accessible, more interesting. You know, I, I sat and watched a half marathon on Saturday afternoon there. Um, apart from Kenny, Fiona, and the English lad Buck who won it, I didn't know anyone, but it was an exciting race, good to watch, and yeah. you know, I think there's there's an opportunity there for. For these bigger event organizers to to really you know to get into that um and you know from the watching the race what i will say is so kenny you know to cut to the results of the, um uh the english runner buck he won but and kenny came third in the end but kenny wilson had a great run in that event he went out um it was a real gutsy run a real racers run he went out with the lead group he put he yeah. was on the front for a bit he was really driving the pace he was you know he was racing he was being competitive and it was a very hot day, and maybe Fiona will tell more from her side, but it faded a little bit in the end. But I thought, good on you, Kenny. You've gone out, you've raced it, you've put yourself out there, and, um, you know, that's what racing's all about. Yeah, yeah, Kenny's a real gutsy runner. Um, and, you know, yeah, I watched some of the races as well, and he obviously went out looking to, to win, get a good time, and he, he did fade, certainly faded in the last couple of miles, and a few miles, really. Um, but he'll be the first one to say that he he, he faded in the last bit. Um, but yeah, it was obviously a hot day. Um, but yeah, no kudos to Kenny for you know just taking it by the balls and showing everyone to run hard, you know, and despite the heat. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, Cause he back was... to yeah. Back to Fiona. I want Fiona in the. Let's get her in the podcast. So is she there. She is there. Hi. 
Hi Fiona, how you doing? Not bad, thanks. How are you? I am absolutely. I keep saying absolutely. Sorry, listener. <laughs> so try, try and take those bits out, will you? Will you, Tom? We'll try. Yeah. Anyway, back to Fiona. Fiona, congratulations on your win at the Lily Belt Half Marathon. What a performance! Thanks very so, much. Do you want to? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about how the race went? Yeah. So. Um... It was it was pretty hot, I have to say. I was the uh, because we weren't expecting it to be that warm, but um, how yeah. warm was it? It was well, I think it was at least nineteen degrees. But with the uh, it just felt like there was heat from above, then off the road, and there was just yeah. no shade. So yeah, it felt I don't know. It felt a lot hotter than anything I've run in recently, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a good course. It was quite hilly, um, but it was yeah, good views over the bridge and everything. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And you haven't really. What What was the time you ran? Because you've kept that quiet. I know it's not as quick <laughs> as your PB, but I'm I'm looking at all the results go. You know, and I'm 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 actually thinking that your your result. Excuse me if I'm completely off tangent, but. You were seventy six minutes, um, but your result was probably a sub seventy five because of the conditions. Um, looking at some of the other top runners, they were around about two minutes off their personal best. So, um, yeah. So yeah, what was your yeah, yeah. seventy six minutes something? Wasn't yeah, seventy six uh, forty seven. I think it was. Um, yeah, I mean before the race, I was hoping to get a PB, but then. Yeah, I quickly realised it wasn't the day or the course for a PB. So then I just kind of, I actually didn't look at my watch probably from about mile six and then just tried to race it. And then when I came down the finishing straight and I saw one sixteen something on the clock, I was like, oh, geez. But then afterwards I was like, actually, that's not too bad. So yeah, what I was, yeah, I was, well, I was happier about the win, but if, if you're saying it's a equal to a sub 75 i'll take that yeah yeah I, I tom you better watch out because your wife's coming to get you <laughs> he's, he's probably going out for another training session <laughs> yeah he's just um, and what about what about your fueling because it's obviously really warm um mm-hmm. did you take any were you drinking water were you taking any energy drinks or were you taking any gels what, what did you do during the race yeah, so I think I was pretty much counting down to every water stop, um, but I've still not really mastered the art of drinking out of a cup on the move. Maybe I need to slow down more, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I, I had water every stop. It probably wasn't that much, um, but just enough to kind of like wet my mouth and, and then I just chucked the rest all over me. Um, but then I had I had gels, like I had a gel um, about halfway through as well. Um, and then, yeah, so, yeah, some water and gels. They had some kind of uh, drink on the course, but like a sports drink, but I hadn't I hadn't tried that before, so I was not yeah. <laughs> going to risk it. Yeah, you, you, in these other countries, you just don't know what's in those, those no, drinks, so no. best, best keep away from them. Mm-hmm. And did you, I saw you were wearing the, the white cap, the elusive white cap, which has <laughs> God, been yeah. dropping up. Tom, you know, the... Uh, Robbie Simpson and Cam Hawkins has been wearing them, and Tom Tom's followed suit. It's it's becoming a bit of a trend um, wearing these cool white caps. Um, wait, firstly, why are you wearing them? Yeah. And secondly, where did you get them from? 
Well, I actually, this was Tom's hat that he bought at London. Um, so I, while he was away off cycling, I decided just to pack it just in case. I don't even know why I packed it. Because um, I didn't think it was going to be that hot. So, um, and I actually only decided to wear it about five minutes before the start. Because I just felt like the sun was just so bright that I was really squinting up my eyes. And I just felt like I was going to get a headache or something. <laughs> So, yeah, it was just a last-minute addition, really, for me. But um, I'm glad there's not that many photos of it. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> but it's... Uh... You, look, you look fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Fantastic. Hey, no, if Tom... But... Don't, don't let Tom put you down. No, no. I've been saying you look awful on that hat. So, no, you look great. Yeah. <laughs> even thanks. after then, even at the end of the race. You oh, still had a smile at the end of the race. Yeah. <laughs> the winning, the winning man won the. He wore a hat as well. For yeah, but he chucked his. He I chucked think. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe but I should have done well, that, but I didn't want any hat hair. So te- yeah. technically, he could have got disqualified. And some of these ultra races, if you if you throw yeah. anything off 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 you or you throw litter, you can get disqualified. Oh so. wow! Okay. Go. Yeah. So watch watch what you okay, do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's just yeah, it's just it as well I kept it on then. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's amazing, Fiona. Um, how are you feeling now? Because it's only a few days after. Um, are your legs okay? Are you back running yet? Or? Yeah, actually, um, my legs felt they felt pretty fine on on the day after. Um, we just went like me and Kenny and um George um went for a a recovery run the next day, and my legs felt a lot better than they did after the other halves I've done earlier in the year, they were just really tired. They just felt quite heavy. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're not too bad, but I think I just... I've done quite a lot of races, you know, all out in the last two months. So I'm just going to do a couple of easy weeks and no sessions just to kind of let the body piece itself back together, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll you'll come back stronger that you know, you keep going you keep getting quicker and quicker it's really exciting to to see how well you're doing um so what, what's next then what have you got next um scheduled well i say i say a couple of easy weeks i have got an entry for baker hughes 10k um which is a week on sunday i think um yeah. but i'm just gonna see how i feel uh, and then decide later next week and then after that not much. Um, I don't have anything planned for definite um, over the summer, but we'll, I'll try and look for some shorter races and um, and then kind of build towards an autumn marathon. I think that'll be the next big goal. Oh, yes. Well, if you fancy coming to Chicago with myself and Debbie... <laughs> I would love to go to brilliant. Chicago again. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a free flight. Um, you can... We can put you in our baggage or something. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Great pre-race yeah. prep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get you a, a long one. Yes. Yeah. So I can stretch, stretch out. Yeah. yeah. Well, what the, all the listeners want to know um, when the duel is going to be between um, <laughs> yourself and and your husband. When when's that? When's the duel going to be? And what what form is it going to take? It's a bit. It's going sense? to be. A smackdown at Baker Hughes, that's what I think. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah, okay. Uh, Tom, how you feel? What's your come back to that? How you feeling? What, what do you mean, how am I feeling? Are you, are you, are you going to be doing the Baker Hughes as well? Or? Yeah, of course I'm doing the Baker Hughes. You mean, I should, should I, I, 
You're not suggesting I should be worried, are you, Kyle? <laughs> not at all. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but every the thing is, the thing is, Tom. Every time Fiona gets quicker, you also get quicker. Yeah, that's true. So it's yeah. a, it's so, a. So what? What's the? What's what's the secret? We know why he's both getting quicker. Well, Tom's just running scared. That's <laughs> that's that's the secret for him. <laughs> and, I'm, any, and I'm just competitive, a, so. <laughs> is, I think is Fiona do. Is Fiona doing all the cooking? Is she cooking good food? And you're you're not allowed to cook now because. <laughs> what what is I it? Think a, is it? I think there's an element. I mean, you know yourself. It's having, uh, you know, having both of us run. There's there's a real, you know, it's it makes it easy to accommodate the others running. Uh, there's, you know, and of course you see someone doing well, it, it drives you on. I mean, Fiona ran really well in London at the big half and mm-hmm. ran a, a, a big PB there, 75, 40 something. something. Yeah. And that was a big PB. And at the time I don't, my, you know, I was, I, I took a lot of motivation out of that. And I ran in Vanessa next week and took two minutes off my PB almost. So there was, you know, there's, a, yeah. there's that sort of motivation, I think, which is, which is really good. Um, but yeah, the, were what we know 10 years of uh undefeated so the titles on the line at Vegas Hughes <laughs> yeah or maybe it's only a 10k yeah. though yeah yeah uh, true yeah yeah it's not a real race what you're saying is it doesn't really count <laughs> Cal. no if it's if it's not a marathon they're over it's not a real race so. <laughs> there you go discuss that Five, well, 5k oh. do a 5k <laughs> 5k yeah yeah 5k that'd be a good one actually i i was contemplating doing a 5k um I would, I, I've got no idea what I could run for 5k just now, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe after all this ultra training, I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. So, um, anyway, um, I don't know if I've got any other questions, but I'm sure we're going to get you on the show many more times when myself and Tom run dry of, of banner. <laughs> struggling for yeah. <laughs> So what, so probably by the end of May then, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. End of May. Um, yeah. Maybe a, a little, you know, a review after, after the Baker Hughes or something like that. So, um, but hey, we'll, we'll see. It, it, we also want to get Debbie on the show, so maybe you and Debbie can 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 um, present the, present the podcast one time. Oh jeez, uh, take over the responsibility. Uh, yeah, greater job than we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks very much for having me on the show. Thank, thank you very much for being on the show, Fiona. Thank and you. Enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 What else has been going on, Kyle, apart from Scottish running news and Scottish international wins in Denmark? Oh, just Quite. working. I'm back working again. Um, I, why did I say I'm back working? I've been working for the last few weeks. So, yeah, just a, a, a week a week full of um, full of work and trying to get back into training. Um, I had a chat with my coach, Lewis. Um, so, Lewis, just a, a brief overview of who Lewis is. Lewis Walker is my coach who's been coaching me, God, for probably about five years now. Um, and that was when I was running about 34 minutes for a 10K, uh, 79 minutes for a half marathon. Um, and I basically got in touch with him and he, he told me that you need to do more running, uh, you need to do more training of X, Y, and Z. Um, and he believes that I, could, I can go under uh, 30 minutes for a 10K and, you know, this by this point, I'm a 34-minute 10k runner. Almost fell off my seat when he, he told me that. Um, so the real f- motivation for me was the fact that he believed in um, that I could 
achieve and they could get faster um, by more training um, and specific training sessions. Um, so fast forward a couple more years, um, I've managed to get my 10K down, my 10K time down to 30 minutes and 46 and my half marathon time from 79 to 68 and obviously my debut marathon at London was 2 hours and 25 so um, that's been been pretty pretty so, epic to, so what specifically to what specifically has Lewis introduced and changed over these years I mean you say you're you need to train harder you need to train more are we talking more miles are we talking different sessions more specific sessions or are we talking more frequent runs so introducing doubles I mean really what, looking back on what is the reflection that you you can take from that yeah just a mix of different um, sessions and well, a mix of, of volume and, and intensity um, the volume side I was only running about three or four times a week um, and it would only be max 30 miles a week um, again you fast forward a, a year um, I'm now doing double sessions Monday to Friday um, and then I would do maybe two or three high intensity type sessions so you know, the majority of my running is actually just easy runs um, but it's just time on feet and the actual specific sessions are, are based upon what my goal would be at that time so it could be that I'm aiming to do a, a 10k um, so there's a mix of, of fast work um, you know some um, you know, some sort of threshold type work, um, 10k pace, 5k, 10k pace interval training, um, mix of hills as well, doing some short, sharp hills uh, to, to get some strength and also just some long extended um, pace pace runs, uh, kind of half marathon pace sessions as well. Um, so just a mix of different paces has, has been the key um, alongside the volume of running I've been doing is been one of the main reasons I've managed to improve um, mm-hmm. hugely but yeah I, you know talking 30 miles a week I'm you know I've gone from 30 to an average uh, to between 60 to, to 90 miles a week um, so that's been the main yeah that's been the main influencer so yeah very good so speaking of if we go just to we can change the subject slightly one thing we want to talk about is um you know, we talk about running improvements and, you know, we're both guys who, you know, particularly you more than me in terms of improvement, we both improved through, uh, you know, through hard work and, and, you know, really training more. But it's come to light this week that some people don't always do it that way, do they, Kyle? Some people in this world like to uh, cheat their way to the top. They do that and that's certainly not us. Um, you know, we do it the, the clean way and the hard the hard way. Um, so recently, uh, Asbel Kiprop, who's a former Olympic champion, um, has um, been caught caught out. Um, he tested positive for EPO after an out of competition test uh, back in November two, 2017. Um, so yeah, the three-time world champion uh, alleged that, as however, yeah, he's alleged that his sample uh, turned positive because he didn't give the testers enough money, um, which is the the AIU um, they have said that a sample was not tampered with um, so there you go uh, so Asbel Kiprop has been tested positive for EPO but I think what uh, you know what really 
Yeah, what I mean, disheartens me is okay. The test, the, the failed test itself is is sad and it's disheartening. It, you know, it angers you as a fan, but it's you know it's a constant stream now. We seem to be getting. Um, it really it makes you question who you can and can't believe in. Um, I've read some. I've read quite a few articles. Some articles that are taking the stance as instant tarnishing everyone in Kenya with the same brush, which personally I don't agree with. I think they maybe need to do more testing over there. But and um, and then I've read other other articles that are you know saying it's a he's a he's a one off or it's a, it's very much his team. And I think there's quite a few names in in the group that he trains with or under that management umbrella, I should say, that are that have some sort of suspicious. Uh, whether it be tests or or you know rumors that are around, which is which is not good, but it, it's just it's just really depressing from a from an athletics fan perspective because you look at he won he's an Olympic champion uh, sorry world champion um, and I think I read somewhere that he was upgraded to an Olympic win for two thousand eight in where was two thousand eight. Um, Anyway, he was upgraded. He was upgraded. Uh, Beijing. Beijing, that's Beijing. it, Carl. Yeah, he was upgraded to that following the guy who won. Um, he he failed the test, uh, and you know, and you see, you think now you're in a position where the guy, the person who was third, has been upgraded, and it's the same old story. Whoever was fourth and fifth, they've lost the opportunity to stand on the podium that day because these the first two guys have 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 dope. So it's you know, you think of the loss of earnings that people can have, and um, it's. It's really, uh, it's really, it's really concerning. And to be honest, I, I know everyone's saying, "Oh, the IWF need to do more." You know, clearly, clearly, there needs to be more. There needs to be more uh, stringent testing on the go. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, again, I'm not. I don't know a huge amount about the whole um, situation in Kenya, but what I have heard um, is, you know, there's they're getting they're getting told about about the testers coming so you know they can hide and yeah. they can run away and I, I i don't know what they do but it is really really sad and uh, you know if a lot of the kenyans in, in south africa in, well, not this, the africans the african african countries That's, that is the second time you've you've referred to the whole of africa as a as a south africans after somebody a listener did point out when we commented on south african you, runners on the marathon you didn't you didn't point it out did you no i didn't i didn't live live you shaved <laughs> me on live on on our episode one we're not we are not saying that south african runners are, are uh south african runners have got bigger problems than uh yeah slightly different problems we'll talk about that in another episode maybe yeah so after you know the, the african runners they're not they're not rich by any means um but, you know it might be a, it is certainly an avenue where the only way they can perhaps make money for their family uh you know themselves or you know their, their even their town um is to to perhaps do what they do um but let's you know let's not tarnish everyone with the same brush absolutely um, yeah there's africans out there who who do it clean um they train hard um you know i i think you've got to go over there and see how hard they train and see what their lifestyle is to That's really get an impressive. understanding Actually, they they work hard. Um, you know they they really they they're driven. Um, you know they've got such desire to to achieve and and you know perhaps some of them don't. You know they they try and also go the dirty way, um, which tarnishes the clean athletes who Absolutely. really work for it. Absolutely, I mean you would never say you know Justin Gatlin after he gets caught, you would never say all American athletes are dirty. You know there needs to be a a bit of a you know. 
remembrance that they're that, that, that he's you can't just write them all off so so yeah so sad news I know he's claiming that the sample was tampered with uh, personally I struggle to believe that um, that's you know, yeah so I mean, we, we did we did actually put some of the his statement on well we've, we've got that we'll have that in the show notes when we know how to do it yeah um, but but also the the actual you know saying the doping the doping control officers um, announced that they were they were coming to, to test him um, and yeah they're not you know, according to the world anti-doping rules uh, they're not supposed to be given notice of the intended visit to collect the sample um, especially where the test is an out of competition test uh, he's, he's saying his sample was tampered with when he went to the toilet um, so they could have changed the sample um, the time when he, the doping control officers left um, the the sample was sealed in front of him, but it was a time between him, you know, going out of the the room. They could have done something to us, but mm-hmm. he, this is you never know. You, maybe maybe he is right. You just don't know what, what goes on. Um, you know, it's such a corrupt. Um, there's quite a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot of corruption just now. Um, yeah. And you know, that, that's not to say that the governing bodies, um, the IWAF, are are. are you know, aren't aren't involved in that too. So yeah, it's a real shame. Anyway, yeah. On to some more positive news. Um, we perhaps positive news, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this on to you, Tom. Galen Rupp won the Prague Marathon in two hours and six minutes, uh, which is the third all-time best uh, for um, an American. Um, the first uh, all-time best at the moment is Ryan Hall. Uh, who did two hours and four minutes at Boston? Um, so at that that time, however, was assisted, I believe. Yeah, well, uh, well, I mean, Boston being point to point, was you can that was quite a heavy tailwind that year. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, a, I'm certainly not a fan of the the Oregon project. I was, you know, I'm I'm a fan of Mo Farah as a as a British athlete, and I'm, I'm actually quite pleased he dis, he's distanced himself now from that group. Um, I'm, I find it quite a shady group, to be honest, and which is perhaps a bit unfair. I think I think the way that they operate is. They don't help themselves, um, you know. I think Rupp particularly, he's a. I find him. He obviously is a world class athlete. It's difficult to, I think, sometimes to really get behind him because of the some of the stuff surrounding him. But anyway, I mean, it's to be fair to him, it's a solid run. Uh, to come only three weeks after he DNF'd at Boston, which was a a very poor day in terms of weather. He stepped off the course at nineteen miles, is what what I've heard. Um, and he's uh, he's he's come back three weeks later and won in two oh six oh eight oh seven which is something like that which is which is quicker than Mo ran in London which is quite interesting and uh, you know it really puts him on the map as an as a you know a world class marathon runner you know he's already got his Olympic bronze I believe to his name so you yep. know that's uh you know fair play to him it'll be interesting to see what he does in the autumn and what. I would like to see from Galen Rupp as an athletics fan is him step up to the plate and race some names because okay he wrote he raced Karui in um, in Boston and uh, I think Chicago as well actually but really you know you've got we talked about Mo last week who's putting himself out there at London he's up against Kipchoge Bekele um, Adola was running um, and you think that's you know it's a solid field to test yourself against Rupp seems to be going for you know, going for wins rather than times, which is fair, but at the same time, you'd like to see him mix it with the 
with the best. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting result for sure. Yeah, definitely. So if you were to put them both side by side, Galen Rupp and Mo Farah, who would you, in a marathon, in good conditions, who are you going to go for? I would back Mo every day of the week. I think I think most time in London, 20 seconds slower and on a hot day. And Mo went, Mo put himself out there. Mo went out at 61 pace with, you know, world record pace with the, the group. Um, he needs to learn how to hand those bottles correctly. But, you know, I think... Uh, Don't be off. Yeah, and indeed, I I think I think he would I think he would beat Rupp over a, over a marathon distance. Um, I, yeah, that's and I, clearly though we're going to see it because the Nike Oregon project are you know it looks to be that they're shaping up for uh, an Olympic opportunity with uh, Jordan Hassan and um, Jordan, uh, Galen Rupp as as their sort of lead runners there. So. Assuming they make the team, that that's what we'll see. Mo versus Rupp at the Tokyo Olympics. Whether that whether they're put head to head beforehand, I doubt it personally. But it would be very interesting. Excellent. Well, that was a real good insight. Thank you, Tom. Uh, right. So I'm just looking at the time. God, how long have we been doing this for? Sorry, listeners. Yeah, we're, on, we're, we're running on a bit. Um, on, I think on we've Sunday had a yeah. We were the last thing we were going to talk about this week was work-life balance. Yes. So. And how we manage one, that. Yeah. So as as we haven't we haven't actually got a listener yet. So uh, who's actually given us a question and everything, Debbie, which I I forced upon her. Um. So just one common question that we've been we've been probably both getting is is how we balance our our training, our running training, um, whilst working full time. Uh. So so Tom, I'm I'm gonna pass this to you first um, just because I've, I've asked the question first um, so Tom you do you want to just give us a little bit of background as to what you do um, in your working life and yeah and how, how you've kind of how you fit your training in, uh, whilst whilst you're doing that as well so I'm a drilling engineer by profession so I work uh, supporting offshore drilling operations it involves an early start, so we have a. I'm in work for a, a half past seven meeting every morning with the, with a the rig, and uh, thereafter it's very operational. So I, I can be very very busy one day, and then uh, one the next week quite uh, a little bit more quiet. For me, the way I get my running in is is I use my lunch runs um, quite effectively. I think so. I'll I'll if I'm doubling, I'll squeeze a four or six mile in at, run in at lunch. And then I'll I'll go to club training or or a session with some of the guys in the evening, and you know I'm I'm fortunate enough that you know my wife runs as we mentioned earlier she's obviously sympathetic to that so if I'm coming in at if I'm finishing training at eight thirty and you know she's only she's doing the same then it's you know we're eating at the same time so it, it works well there um, you know outside of work running is what we do so so that balances well. Um, I think in terms of the, you know, the the timing of the runs, yeah, it would be nice to be able to, to go out in the morning, but I'm I'm not such an early person. I struggle to get up at six a.m. to go for go for an hour run before work. So for me, it's got to be lunch. Uh, I'm lucky the company I work for operate a flexi time system. So um, if I if I'm running at lunch and taking you know the full hour from for a run and and to eat, then I can um, work a bit later in the evening to make up for that so it's it, it works well and that's the that system I think you need to take advantage of that uh, if you can 
Yeah, well, that's, that's a really good point. Um, you've, I think hopefully some listeners will relate to that. Um, so what about, you know, do you, do you run once a day or do you, do, have you tried any double sessions? Yeah, so I typically double two times a week uh, to get to get my mileage up. I actually found previously that I was, when I was doing just single runs and doing 60 miles a week, I was, my legs were really tired, you know, which is, you know, I guess normal from training, but I was really, I wasn't going into sessions fresh enough to hit them hard. So um, by knocking back, say, a 15-mile Wednesday night run, taking that down to 10 or 12-mile sort of session and throwing a four or five-mile run at lunch, I found I was getting the same volume, but I was recovering better. So that's been a big learning for me in the last six months, you know, to really uh, to really use doubles to, to get the mileage up. Um, and, you know, as I said, the, using a lunch run for me works well. I know some people rave about... Uh, a morning run and afternoon run um, but I think for me yeah lunch and evening works quite well what about you Kyle I know you're a, you're a busy man as well how do you how do you go about balancing your time yeah well I, you know from from working as well I'm working usually Monday to Friday which is fortunate um, I'm fairly flexible when I work uh, I work at Aberdeen Sports Village as the health and fitness manager um, so yeah because I'm not on shift, um, I can, you know, I can as long as I do my hours. Um, it doesn't really matter when I, you know, when I where I, when or where I do them. Um, I've sometimes got a few meetings during the week, so uh, you know, I tend to have my core hours being between, you know, in in the in the office between nine and nine and three p.m. Um, so sometimes I'll come in early. Um, you know, I'll wake up in the morning on a Monday, for example, uh, get out for a morning run. Usually in the morning, I tend to do a real easy run. Um, I'm, I, I can't run fast in the morning. If I if I hit a seven minute mile, I'll be I'll be delighted. Um, if I hit a seven minute mile, uh, yeah. Usually if I if I do hit a seven minute mile and I'm really sore, it, it hurts quite a lot. Um, but what I tend to find is, although I find the morning runs quite hard, um, even if I'm going really slow, I get to about you know, ten minutes and I actually feel all right. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like I can, I can increase the pace, so I'll end up probably running nine minute miles to start with, um, and I, I can get them down to uh, a couple of minutes per mile quicker. Um, so yeah, just an easy run in the mornings, um, and I'll go to work. Our commute can, you know, we're not in in Aberdeen. We're about forty five minutes to sixty minutes um, away, uh, so we live in Afford myself and Debbie um, so yeah we usually uh, yeah, get, in, get into work about 8 o'clock uh, I'll maybe run at lunch time um, if I don't run at lunch time I'll run after work again so usually I'll do a double session Monday to Friday um, and I'll do my Wednesday hard session uh, usually do it at lunch time or in the evening so yeah that, that's about it really and then in the weekends um I will try and keep, you know, make my workouts or make my runs top heavy, because um, I can understand, you know, I've got two full days off in, in the weekend, uh, there's more time to run, so I'll tend to use Saturday, Sunday as, you know, good hard training days, um, really putting the effort, putting the volume, and then on the Monday, Tuesdays is really just a recovery couple of days. And then I'll do a good session on the Wednesday, and, and that's kind of how it works for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just being like, you know, it's quite tough when you're working full, you know, you're working full time and you're you're trying to train like a full time athlete, um, and 
you know, you can come back. You'll know the, you'll know this as well, Tom. You can come back from work, and the last thing you want to do is to put on your running shoes and go out for a run. You just feel mentally tired. Physically, you might you might feel great, but mentally, you know, it's so difficult to. You it's know, about Tell me to get out the effing door a lot of the time uh, as I'm crying in the corner. Going, I don't want to run anymore. I don't. I'm, I'm too tired. But you just have to grow up here sometimes, don't you, Tom? Yeah, I think so. And I think you, you know, we've got to prioritise. I mean, if that's if running and you know achieving running goals is what is what your priority is, which for both of us at the moment, you know, outside of work, you know, that it is. You know, um, we're able to do that. I think I can imagine you know. You know, with with when you have families and it becomes a bit more difficult. But certainly at the moment, you know, we're we're able to do that. You know, I'm when I'm in a marathon block. If I'm honest, I live quite a boring life. I'm not out on. I'm not out um, boozing every weekend. Um, you know, a weekend evening for us is we'll go go out for dinner, we'll go for the cinema, or you know. But it's not a heavy night. We're we're still you know because we both want to be training on the, the on you know out for a long run on the Saturday Sunday morning. So you just got to prioritize. Um, and I think that's you know to anyone who's training for a race, it, I think I'm a big believer. It comes in down to you know focusing on the goal, knowing your goal, and you know and working around it. And if if I find if you start the week with a plan, that's good. Yes, life can get in the way, and I've had days when I'm I'm not leaving the office till nine or ten, and I'm having to say okay, I'm not getting the run I wanted to tonight. But then I'll have to rearrange the the week on the fly. And I know you know you I'm similar to yourself. A Wednesday session and a, a big session on the weekend. And I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure I get those in. And if I need to lose a recovery run and have a day off, then so be it. You know, and you, you just got to manage that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I think you need to prioritise what are the key sessions, get the key sessions in and work around them. Um, if you get the key sessions in, everything else will, you know, you, you, you're not, you know, I'm looking, at my, I'm looking at my training plan for the next five weeks and the run up to the, the Mozart 100k race and, the 16th of June yeah. um, and I've got a pretty heavy few weeks but um, and I know there's going to be times I'm going to have to adjust this programme because there's no way I'm going to get it all and, um, so yeah it's just getting like you know, it's just getting up time yeah. time, plan what you're going to do and work around it based and try and have a social life where you can um, yeah you, you might have to sacrifice a few things but um, yeah just be you know Work it with, with what your goals are and make sure your goals are realist, realistic. Exactly. Uh, to what your training plan is going to be like as well. I mean, I you know once you know I know when I every couple of weeks on a monthly basis going out with the the Metro Aberdeen boys for a curry and a few beers. Uh, I'm not doing a session the next day. You know that's uh, you plan around that. Um, the other thing that I would say is you know I talked about lunch runs. I'm lucky enough that one of the guys I train with, uh, one of the strongest marathoners at the club, Chris Richardson, we mentioned last week. I'm able to run with him at lunch, which which works really well. Luke's old man Dave is joining the company I work for. There's a bit of a merger going on in Aberdeen, so uh, he'll oh, be a, a great addition for uh, the the um, the running the running guys at work. So you know, having people around you is good, and I th- you know, both at home and that you train with, you know, like-minded people. Maybe not now because we're running on. I think we're or hitting the about to hit the hour, but I think. We should talk at a future podcast maybe about you know the benefits of group training because certainly that's something I know not everyone does and I know you do a lot of your training on your own at the moment but I've trained with a group for the last six months and, and got a huge benefit out of it you know and it's uh, it's something I think is worth talking about. Yeah, I would say the same as well. Um, I mean, I, I was just doing a session with James Espy on oh, Sunday, course, yeah. um, and 
I forgot how hard you work when you're working with someone else. There's going to be a lot of times where you're going to have to run yourself if you want to. Of course, you know, yeah. A lot of easy runs. You're going to have to just go and do it. Um, but if you can do some of your key sessions with other people, you know, relative to what their their aims are as well, their goals. Um, <coughs> even if it's somebody who's a little bit slower than you, um, you know, I do a lot of my sessions with Debbie sometimes. Um, you know, okay, she's not that much slower than me, but you know, we'll we'll do the same session, and even her just being there encourages me to to complete the session. Um, you're, for example, running around the running track yourself, on and on. There's no one there except the wind, um, and you get somebody else to do it with you. It can make make the difference. Um, yeah. It can really make the difference to the to the session as well, and your your times and your motivation as well. So, yeah. Um, Very good. So yeah, definitely something that we need to look into. So. So Kyle, what any races coming up this weekend on the calendar that we can that we'll be talking about next week? Well, not for us. We're just going to be training hard, I believe. Um, yeah. There is actually the World Ultra Trail Championships this weekend. Um, so we've got Rob Sinclair uh, from Inch Trail Runners, who's going to be uh, competing for the GB team. So that'll be his debut. Um, uh, yeah, his debut selection for it. So that'll be brilliant. Hopefully, he does well. Um, there's a couple other folk on the team, um, Casey Morgan, uh, Tom Owens, who are also Scottish That's um, exciting. athletes as well. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there this year, but hey ho, there's plenty of other races in the races to compete in. Um, so yeah, good luck to those guys. And we've got the Denek Dash up in uh, up up this area, which is a a good quick five k in the area. So I think there's probably a good metro turnout. Um, I think Cameron Strachan from Metro Aberdeen is running that, and he's running really well. He ran um, sub thirty-four minute ten k last year. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that'll be interesting for sure. Ah, definitely. He, I think he actually lives in the Denecta States. He so does, yeah. Home race. Far to travel. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think other than that, there's oh, um, close at my my home my hometown. Uh, the Forest ten k is going to be happening as well. The Benrumic ten k. Very good. Um, so that's this weekend. I think it's on the Sunday. Um, I believe it's all sold out. Uh, but it's a great. You know, if anyone is going to. If they do want to try and get a fast 10k, um, it's certainly uh, it's a flat course. It can get quite windy. If it's a warm day, it can be obviously quite warm because it's it, yeah, it's quite quite exposed. Um, but yeah, there's been a few people who've had PBs there as well, mm. and it's organised by uh, Ben Romick Whiskey as well. well cool. it's sponsored by the Ben Ben Romick Whiskey as well. So you get a little um, a little miniature at the end, I, I believe. So. Yeah. Uh, other than that, there's obviously all your your local park runs. Um, yeah, plenty of races. I think with 10k, you know, you mentioned fast 10k's. The big request to listeners, we we asked last week and we got no response. So I hope it's just that they don't know. But any new listeners or previous listeners, I want to run a 10k in July. Give me some recommendations. You'll get a signed picture of Kyle in his GB International vest if you uh, come up with a good suggestion. It's an old style GB vest because um, I never got one this year. All right. Sorry. Well, okay. Well, sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, give give Tom some love, will you? Just riding off the show um, now. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode two. Hopefully, it wasn't as bad as the first episode. Um, but yeah, we got some good reviews um, from from a few 
from a few of our listeners. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, next week, we have a real exciting lineup again. Um, but the, our main um, topic for next week is going to be an interview with one of Scotland's best ever marathon runners, Fraser Klein. Um, so, Fraser's um, he's, he's, a, he's from the Aberdeen area. Um, he's ran a two hour, two hour 11 marathon. So, this guy is he doesn't hang around um, so we're going to be picking his brain so if anyone does have any questions that we want you want us to ask Fraser or indeed if you've got any questions that um, that you want you want to ask myself or Tom feel free to fire over to tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com or you can check us out on our Facebook page which is at tartanrunningshorts all one word and I believe we're also on um, SoundCloud and we're on iTunes. We are on iTunes now, yeah. That was our our major technology breakthrough this week. We've managed to get onto iTunes, uh, which is, which, you know, I'm sure Apple are not very happy about. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're we're on there. So if there's a podcasting medium that you you would rather listen to us on, let us know and we'll see if we can get get onto that. But I know we're on Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, so... So yeah, the some of the main ones, which is good. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week.